of all the magic that you could have slammed into while blasting around this universe on your rocket, you collided with the Never Stop Peaking show to affirm and motivate your maniac creative mind. See, creation is a life's gift. It is beauty. It is love. It is passion. You live to create. And long after you have ventured into the next intergalactic space party, your creations will inspire others to fight and suppress the dark gremlin forces that resist the magic of life. Resistance kills creativity. It's a hideous and probably insecure gremlin that feeds off your fears. It comes disguised in costumes of comfort and conformity and shiny objects to distract your mind from blazing its creative superpowers. The gift of your creations will add an eternal presence that strengthens the magical army of creativity, love, and passion forever. So pledge to show up. Pledge to create like a raging maniac. Use these tools that are inside of you to affirm your visions and your powers. And as motivation to lock arms with the enchanting creative grid of life, which surges to slaughter resistance at its fucking roots. Never hold back. The stars await your twinkle. I'm Heath Armstrong, and this is Never Stop Peaking. It's depressing like a dimple on your butt. If you behave, you'll get a nickel you can spend on stuff. And in time, you'll get a dime if you impress your boss. So you can buy some more stuff just to numb your thoughts. You've been a space-driven higgity hunk of me since birth. Flying through the universe on a rock called Earth. Composed of stardust with an emotional gut. While you letting conformity slam you up the butt. You're not one fucks, two fucks, red fucks, blue fucks. You can play duck hunt and wait around for luck. Or you can rent a big truck and drive your vision. Build a palace to the moon your schmuck friends piss their pants Get up and dance, rocket ship that booty Take a chance for your freedom, miggity milk that booby Cause when the fear attacks, it tries to crack What you're thinking? Fuck no, you'll never stop peeking What is up, earthlings? Yo, yo, yo When you think about your future, what pops into your magical little mind? And I'm curious. I spent 10 years thinking about climbing the corporate ropes, making more money, and how many awesome things I would do in my 10 days of vacation per year, which took me three years to get to because it was just five days for the first three. I put my happiness on hold to satisfy tradition, but I absorbed that vision from all of my surroundings and my influences in my life. I just went with the flow. I never questioned if it was right for me. It wasn't long before I woke up face down, pants down, in the bushes, as you may have heard before, belligerently trying to numb the thought of moving forward with my future. What's out there? Do I really want it? The vision that I was pledging my life to wasn't the right vision. I wasn't happy, I wasn't healthy, and I certainly wasn't free. So I ask you to take a moment And think about, what is your vision? When creating it, be sure to set the focus on where you want to be in your head, in your life, in the future, in the present moment. Where do you want to be? What excites you? What makes the hair on your body stand up? 
What gives you that feeling like in your belly that you get when you're on a roller coaster, like going fucking AWOL? What excites you like that? What gives you the butterflies? If you maintain a detailed vision of what makes you happy, then big smiles will be a byproduct of your future and your moments. If you fail to create your own vision, others will make it for you by placing ads in commercials, in billboards, in religions, in politics, in tradition, and probably even spray tanning machines around you. Do yourself a solid and define your future without outside influences and sticky orange skin. Believe, take relevant actions, and your visions will become your reality. One of the affirmations that you can use for this, which is actually part of the Sweet Ass Domination deck, which I'm going to talk a little bit more about in a minute because it is launching in a couple days, but it's as I maintain a detailed vision of what I desire, I become one with my desires. And it's true. I look at my vision board every single day for a reason because I become it. If you've never used a vision board, you think that it's fucking crazy, the whole concept. But when you start using one and then you wake up one day and you're looking at it and the things are actually part of your life, then you get it. You realize how much it works, how the people out there that say that it's real aren't fucking crazy. It's not actually woo-woo. The shit works. When you're looking at your vision, you're rewiring your brain to think about it, even when you're not thinking about it. And so you're subconsciously going to make decisions in alignment with those visions. And that's what's so beautiful about affirmations and vision boards is you can become what you think about. It's not fake. It's not fairy tale bullshit. It's you convincing yourself to take actions that are in alignment with your visions and your goals and your dreams. It's how you go from broke and depressed and face down, pants down in the bushes to successful and free and traveling the world and having that hair on your arms and legs stick up like crazy because you're so goddamn excited every single day. I have an incredible guest on today, Amelia Broughton. Amelia was a magical being that I met down in Nicaragua, and I cannot express how much I feel our energies connect. She's very much like me in her thought process, in her authenticity, except she's actually traveling the world all the time teaching people how to be authentic to themselves and in relationships. And it's really, really, really fascinating. I'm, I'm pumped to get into the conversation. We free flow about all sorts of things, but we also do some card readings from the Sweet Ass Domination deck. So you can get a, kind of a hint of the content that's in this baby. And her, also her Animal Spirit deck, which is really, really cool because there's some super weird coincidences that happen in this episode with the topics that we're talking about and the cards that are drawn. Everybody that's listening to this, I have an incredible announcement because the Sweet Ass Domination deck is actually launching on Kickstarter on Tuesday. We are trying to raise enough money to print these so that we can spread them out into the world. And you guys know that I'm creative, but I'm actually very shy about what I do. And putting these out into the world with Jason and the Rage Create team has been a really, really hard process for me. It's a learning process for me. Um, but as, as hard as it was for me to sit down on the floor and get these sample decks that I had printed and put them in envelopes and send them out to some people just to see what they thought, the feedback that I've been getting is really, really magical and it's uplifting. People love them. They say that they're incredible. They say that they're magical. 
that the copy is incredibly inspiring. And that's what really lights me up because every single one of these cards was written in some sort of down hard experience of my life. Something happened. I wrote a thought down because generally if something exciting happens, I'm in the moment, I'm not writing down. But when I write a thought down, it's usually because something really happened and it bothered me and it got to me. And then I take those thoughts and I turn them into something positive. And I want to share those positive things with the world because I know how hard it can be to be down in those pits. So every single one of these cards was built off that idea. Well, Amelia got her sample deck that I sent to her and she sent me a video and it was just incredible. Like it made me so happy. And so of course I wanted to bring her on this show. And of course I wanted to celebrate this. Um, I'll be putting another episode out on Monday which is the 14th, and I'm going to talk about, it might come out Tuesday, actually. I'll talk about the different types of tiers and support that we're doing with the Kickstarter. Um, But for now, listen to this episode. It's incredible. For more information and to actually reserve your spot to get on the early bird tiers for the Sweet Ass Domination deck, because there's five tiers that are super discounted, um, that are all limited to under 50 people each. So if you're interested in that, go to ragecreate.com uh, right now and you can get notified. And there's some cool stuff on there. I'm not going to lie. We're we're doing some simple deck packages, obviously, but then we've got some killer t-shirts and merch and posters and, and um, mugs. And we even are doing one super limited tier where we're going to work with some of you to make your own affirmation card, which I'm really excited about because I'll actually get to connect with you through video talk about the affirmation, and then I'll take it home. I'll write the back, which is the burst of motivation for it. We'll design it and send it to you um, in a digital format so you can see it. And it's going to be very, very fascinating and cool to just create with anybody who wants to create. So keep an eye out for that because there's really only 15 of those that we're offering. And since you guys are listening to my podcast, like you're my homies, you've been around before anybody else, If you, especially if you came through from the Artsy Now show. I mean, like, you know, I was just working a job trying to figure things out. I started interviewing people. It's insane to be in the position that I'm in now, being able to actually launch one of my first products into the world because I've always wanted to make products that help people. And I really think this type of thing helps people. Um, if everybody can fall off track in two or three seconds or left from distraction, why can't there be products that actually put you back on track and get you back on focus in two or three seconds or less. And that's exactly what this sweet-ass domination deck is. Check out ragecreate.com for that. Um, all the show notes, heatharmstrong.com forward slash podcast. You can leave me a message at heatharmstrong.com forward slash voice. For this episode and the last one, we're doing a giveaway for one of the 100 sample decks that we printed that are completely unique because they'll never be printed like that again. There is a weird, brighter color version that came out on them. So to enter that, go to heatharmstrong.com forward slash giveaway and you'll be entered to win all of the future giveaways as well. Thanks to everybody who's left me a review on iTunes. Um, You guys pump me up so that I can then retry to pump you up. We'll pump each other up, baby. A skidam a rinkity dinkity dink a skidam a rinkity doo Yoo-hoo! Are listening to Never Stop Peaking. Here we go! Let me start at the very beginning. Well, I'm addicted to inhaling incense, Amelia. (laughs) 
the Kamiya soothes us all. It's an addiction that I developed at a young age, alongside pyro, pyrotechnics. Nice. And um, I can burn like six sticks at a time right in my face, and it doesn't bother me at all. People are like, what the uh, fuck are you doing? That's <laughs> truly impressive. It's funny. I uh, My sister used to burn it all the time when I was a kid, and I hated it. Yeah. I would like, I was like, <laughs> please close your door. That's such an intense smell. I can't. And now I'm obsessed with it. Like, stage me up, put me with some Palo, give me some Nagshampa. I'm all about all the things. But yeah, it used to be like a headache inducing experience for me. So I'm glad that you've really enjoyed Sage it. me up. That'd be a good t-shirt. Sage me up. Sage me up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I lived in Eastern Washington last year mm-hmm. when I first quit my job in like 2015 and I moved it. I sold everything I had. Like I used wow. to have this four bedroom house full of like, I'm not kidding. I had four bedrooms in a full finished basement and two cars. <laughs> Un- unbelievable. I had five fucking fish tanks, Amelia, five fish tanks. Think about that for a second. And wow, would like try I had fish or TVs. Like fishes. They were African. They were African cichlids. <laughs> Holy and moly! I had TVs in like every corner of every room, and it was brutal. I mean, I was like a raging alcoholic, and it was it was horrifying. And it took me. I always had something weird inside of me where, like, I knew there was something else that I was supposed to do, but uh, it like didn't hit me. Yeah, I know. It always people are like, "Are you hitting hitting the blunt?" But it didn't. It didn't mess hit me for until I started doing like morning routines and meditation and stuff, and then everything changed drastically. And mm-hmm. I moved across the country, Eastern Washington, and I had never been around an area of the country because I'm from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nothing but well, mainly it's desert, but there's a shit ton of sage, and it's everywhere. Like just the most common bush is the sage bush and it was all oh. over outside of Walla Walla. And so we just like collect masses of it and dry it out. And it was, it was awesome. Cause you go to like farmer's markets, people are like, here's a bundle. It's like eight bucks. I'm like, man, those guys are making a killing off that because it really is everywhere. Totally. Wow. Totally, bro. Yeah. Have you ever, uh, have you ever heard of Corpal? No or burn frankincense before frankincense oils, but never, I've never burned actual like, like frankincense rocks. Yeah. No, those. So, uh, actually Jules was the one that introduced me to Kripal. I got some when I was in Guatemala, but it's kind of like frankincense and it's like basically feel Kripal. I think it's, it's either K O or C O P A L. I think. But it works like frankincense in that it's a resin and you just burn it and it has the effects of sage, but like on hyperspeed, like it's, I don't know. It's like (laughs) nothing I've ever experienced. She put it in front of my face and I was like in a mess of emotions. And she did that. And I was like, I feel like I just was reborn. (laughs) It was so trippy, but how crazy I I, did that one. (laughs) All those things, all these natural, beautiful, magical things that can just trickle into your life. Exactly when you need it. I was thinking about like the other day, I've had these weird transformations in between different types of like body sensitivity from the time that I like, I got out of being raging alcoholic to where I am now. And at like one point it was like, I just, this unbelievable chiropractor just randomly dropped into my life and he 
had survived brain cancer twice. Wow. I'm going to try to get him on this show, but, um, and he was in Lexington, wow. Kentucky where I was living. And like, there's not a lot of places in Lexington, Kentucky you can go to get legit healthcare. And, and he was unbelievable. He would do everything by hand and it was all manual body work that he did as a chiropractor. He didn't have, you know, he wouldn't just like pop your back with some stupid ass, like rebound hammers and say you were good to go. Uh, he literally would spend 15 to 30 minutes every session, just messing with your body. And he was like, I felt tremendously better just in a short amount of time. Cause he was able to like fix my hip. Cause I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like a, you know, like an ostrich where my legs are like six feet long and <laughs> my upper body's not that long. So my hip was like pushed up so far that it made, I thought like one of my legs was shorter than the other, but it was really just like a disjointing. So he was in my life. And then I moved to, uh, Walla Walla, Washington, weird, weird, funky little town. And Mm -hmm. just, I had never been able to find somebody who did like good massages and just like this magical woman there that gives the greatest massages of all time for, for my perspective. And then there was also a Riki girl there who, was unbelievably magical to the extent to where she would like, she was doing body work, but like she could find that type of energy that was, or the stress that was balled up inside different parts of my body. Um, and then would just speak to me about why that stress was stored there. And it would always be tied to like some kind of childhood memory I had that there's, you know, no way she could have known. Cause I'd never talked to her about that stuff. And that was when I was really like, Whoa, this, <laughs> This like these channels are way bigger than anything I ever thought they were possibly open to. When she's telling me things that okay. nobody knows and I haven't thought about in ten years, with you know just by doing that kind of work, um, mm-hmm. and now I'm in Portland and just the most incredible acupuncture woman ever. Like I can't even wow. explain. So it's like everywhere that I've gone, I've been so sad to leave the people that were there that were Fishing. helping me, but. At the same time, I'm transitioning to something new that's just as brilliant. So I, I think it all kind of comes at the right time. Absolutely. I don't know nice. why I started talking about that. But, oh, the sage thing. Wait, yeah, sage. Oh, yeah, all the, the corp- magic that we so can do. And- corpal. Corpal. Corp. I think it's corpal. <laughs> but if somebody is else like- has a better way of saying it, I'm open to that. <laughs> is it readily available? It. You can like- apparently you can only get it. It only com- it comes from Mexico. This is my very basic knowledge of it. I bought it in Guatemala. Apparently, it's really rare to be able to find it other places, but maybe you can. I don't really know. It's a very new thing to my world, but I think that it's amazing. And I highly suggest finding some or being on the lookout for it. Holly is supposed to be sending me some matcha since like South America, but now she's in like Ireland. She still hasn't sent it. It's been like six months. She was in. Scotland, I checked, and now she's she's all over that UK area. You were just with her in South Africa, right? Mm-hmm. Can you yeah. believe how long it's been since Nicaragua? I can't even believe that it's halfway through the year almost. Like, <laughs> know, how is it like May it. right now? It trips me out. I'm like, I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah, it it's really crazy to be honest. But I'm I'm rolling this uh, podcast, Amelia. I cool. The way that I approach the Never Stop Peaking show is really authenticity and in conversations in free form. I don't structure specifically and I don't do a traditional in introduction just because of that reason. Um I like to see how things naturally progress and I knew with you, which 
I'll introduce you before the show comes on and the real thing, but I knew with you that you are powerfully authentic. I didn't know you going into Nicaragua. To be honest, I didn't know anybody there except for Jennifer Spencer. Oh, nice. And Jules. And being a very shy, introverted person, I didn't talk much when I was down there, but I absorbed a lot. And I talked, mm. I, I talk a lot with people one-on-one, but not like as a group setting. Mm. I have a, have a very big resistance gremlin that lives inside my body and doesn't like when I talk in group okay. settings, which I've been working <laughs> towards. Um, but you know, you gave a talk there about levels of conversation, Sure did. which we were surrounded with down there. Right. And I think it's a very important thing. And it, and it hit home to me because yeah. I worked in the concrete construction industry for 10 plus years. And I had to, for a living, have levels of conversation that were so low, not mm. because people aren't smart, but because there's nothing, nobody has developed past that point. It's always weather related. It's always, what are you having for dinner later? Like, what did you do last night? And that type of thing. And mm. as you kind of explore inner creativity and I guess the development of like your personal legend, naturally you start connecting with different people, places, scenarios, observations, all these different things that come to you that, that change your perspective on conversation because you don't think about those smaller things anymore. You start thinking about these bigger things because you're becoming a bigger person, right? Bigger self. Sure. I get a lot of power from listening to you with your Facebook lives, um, mm -hmm. in person, everything that, that you're doing. And so I'm excited to talk to you. I think we have a, a very similar outlook but I think there's so much that I can learn from you and, and other people as well. So I'm really excited that you're here to talk. Um, and just to really start, I, so like you're here right today, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you haven't transformed from who you were yesterday, <laughs> from who you were a year ago and from who you were when you were just like a wee little baby running around bashing people with plastic bats and smearing finger paint all over the walls. That was me. That was the time. <laughs> <laughs> so to get from there to now, what, what has that transformation been like to you to go from like just discovering the world and understanding it to actually discovering what your channel is and how to use mm. that channel to bring your particular type of magic into the world? Mm. Wow. Um, that's a big, big, big question. Let's see. I think the biggest things that I'm present to right now after hearing you ask that is um, a lot of my journey in finding best ways to be human and to connect with people and to connect with myself have been from my own disconnect. And so as a kid, I grew up, I was actually born in the UK. I grew up between oh, really? Houston, cool. Texas. Yeah. Houston, Texas in the UK. Very, very, very British family. Everyone in my family is British. And then moving to Houston, Texas and um, went in my like key growth years of childhood being in both of these places. And so it was either you're too American, you don't quite fit in here in England or you're too British, you don't fit in here in America. <laughs> so it was I was really like had my hands tied behind my back and couldn't do anything the right way. And not only that, I grew up in the Montessori world where everything, I don't know if you're familiar with Montessori, but the basis of it is that as a child, you are learning your environment and finding what 
ways you want to be in connection with your environment and what do you want to learn? And then the teacher is more of a guide versus someone who's telling you what to do and telling you what information you need to know. So when I went into a structured, yeah, it's totally the best thing ever. If you ask me for kids to be able to learn that way. It's like the way that it should be, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like experimental learning and then being like, that didn't work. That works. It's just brilliant. So I grew up doing that uh, in America. And then when I went back to England, they were like, why can't you sit down in your chair? Why don't you write this way? No, you can't go to the bathroom when you want to. Like, yeah, do the things we say. And so I had this story that structure meant like that I was a bad person or I was wrong. And that being in tune with my own needs was like the right way to do it. So my path has always been actually very unconventional. And so where I was at in this was that my own pains was like, I don't know how to be, I don't know how to exist in the space. I'm wrong for if I do it a certain way. And like also feeling I was very bullied when I was growing up, obviously, cause I didn't quite fit in. I was either British or American. Right. <laughs> so I, I just never really knew how to be and what was the best way to be. And from there, my, my journey has been, I mean, right after college, like I studied psychology and, uh, and I just have always loved knowing why people are the way they are. Like what makes you tick? Why are you doing that thing? Why are you saying that thing? What's that like for you? Like I'm that way too. Right. Like mind blowing curiosity. (laughs) It's it's like an, I don't know. It's like an addiction to exploration. I, even when I'm like driving down Mm -hmm. the road, I'm like, I wonder, you know, when that bridge was built and who was the person that built it and I wonder what their family was like and if they lived here, if they didn't. And it's like, it's all over the place, but it's a good thing, I think, for people to explore those thoughts um, because it leads to some magical things sometimes. Totally. And I love that you say that because I find that that's kind of what, well, it's not kind of, it's definitely what my mind does all the time. It's like, oh, why is that made like that? And that's, I think that's more of that Montessori mentality that I was really instilled with as, as a young kid. And my mom's a Montessori director of a, in a, at a school. And then my sister also was a Montessori teacher for a while. And so these practices just like became part of me. And that's a lot of it. It's like, how can I be more curious? And then I ended up finding this relational work, which is what I introduced the three levels of a conversation in Nicaragua. And that has, has truly been the catalyst of how can I, I think maybe you've heard about emotional intelligence. It's like the new thing on the block, but um, this, these capacities of emotional intelligence and just being able to just be with people and get curious about people has, has been a, a catalyst for my personal transformation and my ability to be with people in a totally different way. Is this something that you are, are you taking this around the world and teaching this to people? Yeah, that's yeah. what I've been doing um, How cool. for just over a year now. How has the experience been with that? It's been, it's you know, it has its challenges. And I think the greatest part of it is the the light bulbs that I see go off. Like, I'm not teaching you very difficult things, to be completely honest. I'm teaching you just to listen and to like use your genuine curiosity, which is right. I, is something that we all innately have within us. You, know, you just watch a kid, you can see it, like they're running around being like, oh, what is life? <laughs> um, but the that's, best. that's I just, I give context to be able to create experiences that put people in different places than they might have been before. And 
instead of the like, Hey, how you doing? What do you do for work? And like this, like twiddle your what phone's you bullshit conversations. <laughs> yeah. It, like it, it drives me nuts sometimes because I'm like, like, Whoa, look at all the other things we could talk about with each other. Like there's a whole world of a theme park in that person, like go explore yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so I just, I create spaces to be able to feel seen, feel heard and to feel like you belong. Right. And that's, that comes from my own pains that I didn't have when I wanted to and needed so desperately when I was a kid. <laughs> what What are the main topics that you get into discussing when you teach this? Like what's the overall magic mm -hmm. in all of it? Um, That's a great does that question. make sense? Is it too, too broad? No, 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 no. I think it's great. Um, my beliefs have always been the simpler, the better. I like to talk about things in like beautiful, Me complex yeah. ways. But my, like, even when I was teaching yoga, which is another way I found doing connection for myself, like there's a multitude of ways that we can be really complex. And like, for example, like let's do different back bends and like, look at this pose and look at that. And they, I've approached it the same way with this relational work. Like, let's just use the basics. Like, how can we talk about being curious with each other? How can I set up genuine desire to follow my curiosity? Like, what do you really want to know about people? Do you really want to know what they 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 do every day? Awesome. That's great. Let's talk about that. Or do you want to know like what their lives were like when they were five years old and how they look at the world and like what their emotions are like or what they excites them or lights them up or what are the challenges that they're going through? Like, what is that? And some of those things might be super edgy to talk about. And I know yeah. that for me, like I tend to be a more of an open book, but that's, an, I, I know that that's not the case for everyone. So creating a space of safety where we can explore curiosity, where we can truly listen to each other. A lot of, a lot of it's just ex expanding emotional intelligence, essentially. How can I be more aware of how you're being, what you're saying, why you might be saying it, all of these different ways that we are human, essentially. What's, what's an example of one of the things that you use or the questions that you use to open the people up in the beginning? I'm just curious. Yeah. So the, I'll answer the it if you want. There's cool. So that we could do it right now. So there's, <laughs> there's one that is uh, called the noticing game. And this one is really, really simple. You do it two people and basically we can do it together. I'm going to give one sentence them, which is being with you. I notice. Did and we then do this in Nicaragua? Yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I'll say being with you, I notice, and then you'll say hearing that, I notice. And we can just go back and forth for like a couple of rounds. Are you normal? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And also to know in this, you can notice like anything from like internal experience, external experience, we space, thoughts, feelings. I love where it goes. Welcome. It's always yeah. like you get, it's, yeah, it's, let's just do it. It's, it's funny how it, cool. how it progresses. So, but don't resist. Like if you get something, you got you to gotta bring it in. Yes. Thank you for adding that. So, um, let's see. Being with you, I notice, uh, have my cheeks are like really hot and I feel a lot of excitement and like energy. <laughs> Hearing that I notice that my ears are very warm and I have <laughs> an incredible amount of energy too, but there's something about you that just makes me really smile. Even when we're not on a call together, I just think like everything you're doing is incredible. So the energy is good for sure. Uh, hearing that, I notice um, it's like a softening, but also just like um, an expansion of just feeling um, 
pride and proud of myself and also the joy of hearing you say that you smile when you hear, like, think of me. It was really good. Hearing that, I notice that even though it's pretty hard to be 100% authentic with yourself all the time, there's always somebody out there that can lead you to that flame. Hearing that, I feel, um, what do I feel? It's like, I don't know if it's a feeling, but it's like this, the wisdom of what you said, it's just feels like solid. And, um, it's like a reminder, like I'm getting this reminder. I'm noticing that. And hearing that, I noticed that I think, I think the light is winning for sure. And I'm getting lots of visions of like a very, a very strong glowing moon. If that means anything. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hearing that I noticed curiosity and what the glowing mean moons to you, means to you. Hearing that I noticed that all moons have craters, but they still <laughs> glow just as bright. <laughs> nice. Uh, cool. <laughs> so yeah, we can keep going with this, but that feels good to me. Right it's now. so fun. But yeah, it's, it's basically the reason we get to do this game is, um, my wife at least is it brings present to what's just here right now. Like, what are we experiencing and being together? What are the feelings that are present? What is it like to be in connection this way? I think so often we're so focused on what happened yesterday or where are you going tomorrow or what's happening like for dinner and just being able to just be present and notice connection and notice relationship in that way is actually something I find is more rare. And that the simplicity of just being able to be in one another's experience like that, it, it's kind of, it's a meditation. And yes. I think it's, it's a way of being together. That's just so unique and nourishing to me. So do you That's think our, our younger generation is, is becoming, or is, is getting better at that than previous? Because mm. it's, we have to, we have a lot of residual effects from, you know, just generation drop down anyways. And the way that, well, we, there's, there's a big rabbit hole of different subjects they can go with, with food quality and things like that and autism rates spiking and, um, you know, cell phones distracting us constantly, but the mm. stress rate in the world today is actually causing like the United States has the highest death rate of young people out of all the five major companies or all companies, yeah. countries because of stress. And that's young people, which is really yeah. crazy. And, and I think this like playing in the moment and gradually working towards that. Cause when I started meditating, it was the first time. I mean, I was the person who was at a festival in California and Topanga Canyon laughing at these people who are meditating like with their hands on each other's heads thinking like mm. what in the fuck is wrong with these people when mm. i was the old version of myself and the mm. first time i sat down to meditate and i became aware in just a moment for even just a quick moment like it changed my perspective on a lot of things and i've never mm. stopped since and i've progressively built that habit to where it's a superpower um, to be able to do this, like in the moment to think on these levels and I can see drastically how much it helps reduce my stress and really the people around me when I'm, when I'm with them, talking to them around them. 
But unfortunately, like the mass and most people you know, in my family, friends and things like that, it's not there for them yet. And I do feel like more of us in this younger generation are becoming more aware of like, you know, do eat the organic foods, do the, do do the sustainable things um, and be more in the moment. Have fun when you can. Like it's not don't remember the, the old saying, uh, good things happen to those who wait. <laughs> She's just mm-hmm. like the most ridiculous thing ever. Like good things happen to the people that take mad action right now and go do awesome shit. Like that's how good things happen. And I don't mm-hmm. know. I was just curious what your thought was, was on that with the people that you've been able to experience yourself around traveling around the world. Cause I've been sort of confined, but you've been expanding mm-hmm. and I'm wondering how that's how that, how, if you've noticed that at all between the different age gaps. Yeah. Um, let's think. I love all the the points that you make about meditation and the younger generations and this, this movement towards being more present. And I think, and like the stress levels of the American society, you know, there's a lot of different directions that, that this, I could say things about this, but um, I think the biggest one to note is like, yes, all of that is happening. And there is more awareness about food and, and how can I treat my body and how can I treat the environment and how can I, we treat each other? I think absolutely. And I think the other, the other world of it is that loneliness epidemic is happening around the world. Like it's, I mean, UK just nominated a minister of loneliness because it's an actual epidemic where they're at the governmental level. Like we need to do something about this. People are dying and it's crazy. And even the United States, like I just read an article yesterday from NPR giving this huge review and, and scientific research about how young people are actually being more affected than older people. But the, in the UK is saying the opposite where a lot of the older generations are having issues. So, you know, I think the, the, the basis of being present and finding ways of being connected to ourselves for lowering stress levels, there's like the next level, which is how can we be more connected to each other? Like we can all be meditating all exactly. Like we can all be meditating all days of our lives. And that's, I think, where a lot of this, this movement of, you know, the yoga industry and meditation is the new thing on the block, right? With headspace and stuff like that. And I think that while that's amazing and absolutely, yes, I'm like all for that movement and I'm totally involved in it too. The next, the next iteration I see of that is how can we take all of that we've cultivated and then move that and bring it into space with each other? And use that as like the fire to be able to create that presence and that ability to move through the conflict and the tension that we we move through in our own self with meditation and presence and bring it in our space with each other. Because when I was reading these these different researches, there's also one on the TEDx this uh, TEDx speaker did the one of the highest like killers, if you will, of of, um, or preventative illnesses is that we're not having enough social support and we're not being connected to one another. And that's actually increasing stress levels, heart disease, all of these things too. So yeah, community is, I'm a huge because the cancer rates and heart disease rates, all, all of these diseases that are becoming really much more apparent. I mean, they're saying one in two people will have some sort of bone or tumor cancer in our younger generation's lifetime now. Totally. If you take controlled groups from that and then you implement community, 
you separate it by the people that don't have support and the people that do. Even if you bring in people that are religious that just attend church, their rates are so much lower than those who don't attend church or don't have a community to go with, specifically because of community, right? Because we come from community. We've survived hundreds of thousands of years because of community. I think that's where this big awakening is heading back to, though. Absolutely. I think we've had that drop-off point and that, that cliff um, mm -hmm. with technology and pushing out and cell phones and loneliness and all of that. But, you know, I can meditate all day long. You can meditate in your room all day long and it's incredible for your mental space, but that doesn't compare to what it feels like when you go down to a place like Nicaragua and do breath work with 75 other people <laughs> in energy of one with sex, God, Gregorio leading the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, that type of experience, that energy together in that community was about a thousand times more impactful than just a traditional meditation for me on my own. Uh, and there's a reason for that, right? There is a total reason for that. We are all connected on levels that extend way beyond our physical presence. And yeah, it's just magic. I mean, I, I do think we're coming back to it, though. I do. I do. I think we are. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like double click, highlight, all of those things, bold, everything you just said. Um, I, I truly believe that community and connection is the answer to, this is a bold statement, but potentially every single one of our problems. Like if we really, yeah, I mean, I believe if, it. I, 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 I agree I, with you. Totally. I think if I break it down, like if we had the tools to know how to navigate conflict, like, and truly listen to one another versus being like, you're wrong. And I don't want to listen to you. And I'm going to fight you. And I'm going to nuke you all of that from that space, even to like relational conflicts in marriage. You know, I think the biggest thing that I've learned through, through my journey is there's so many different ways that we're all seeing the world. And if we can get more connected to that you see the world differently and I see the world differently because of the experiences I've gone through and that I'm doing the best I can with the tools that I've been given like that in itself, if we can find connection from that place and listen to each other from that place, I, I believe that there's so much possible for transformation for the world. Like truly, yeah. truly, truly. I think that's one of the beautiful things about what you're doing, opening up those channels for people, especially from the relationship thing, because it's, it's like, you're in a relationship, like a intimate relationship nowadays, and the rates of those lasting are so low. It's like you, you're with somebody for a cap of three or four years and you can't take it anymore, but why? Like it's really internal struggles that cause that. It's like you're not willing to get out of your individual bubble of your what do you want, that selfishness type thing, and explore what mm -hmm. actually needs to change inside of you to make you better, but also to make the lives of the people that you're in the relationship with better too. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I just, uh, I just wrote an article about this of like, what do you do when that internal conflict's coming up where you're like, this person's doing this. And like, I've experienced this person <laughs> before and I'm out of this relationship. I know where this leads. Right. And it, I, in my world, the the space that I've explored, been exploring for um, deeply for about a year now with my sister was the first iteration of it, which if you've done that conflict navigation and family, that's like the work right there, in my opinion. And then now with my, my partner and 
staying in the space where I want to disengage or I'm like, I can't take this anymore or I don't get what you're saying. I'm out and start to lean in and be curious and be like, okay, I don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. We're both in this together. We're both learning as this is happening. Okay. Can I listen a little bit? Can I ask a question? Can I reveal more of what's happening for me? And it's like, if I can start to do that, the more that I've done that, especially with my partner, the more every single world has opened up. I'm like, oh my God, I was totally projecting every single other relationship that broke my heart. Like, (laughs) this is a new person. This is a new moment. And like, even like you said at the beginning of this call, like, you know, maybe you're a totally different person from when I saw you in Nicaragua and maybe you're and totally a different person from when you're born. And if we can, if we can take that moment to moment basis of like, Oh, you're different now. What's that like? Oh, you're different now. What's that like? And that I think is, is a space that these relationships could be totally different. That's, that's at least what I've found so far. And uh, I'm continued continuously to bring that to the world. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's super magical. It's hard to get through it. I mean, it's really totally. hard to change your perspective on things. And you're always going to have that that voice nagging you and those gremlins mm-hmm. that are trying to relate to something that happened in your past. And mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, there's a lot of different ways to release those emotions. When Jules was on the show, we talked about ways to kind of like clean your channel so that you can actually absorb the light that you need. Um, mm. And there's just so many different ways to do that. But I think being open to understanding what makes you uncomfortable and then working towards that is one of the best ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Would you, and so, I mean, with that being said, like what, I'm going to shift gears a little bit here, but what do you think yeah. makes you the most uncomfortable? Like with yourself, it could be a lifelong battle or just something recent. Mm. What makes me the most uncomfortable? Um, right now, it's sharing the things that I think are shameful or that um, like that I've just screwed up my whole life by doing something. And I get into these places where if I think that like some triggered pattern of like, you are wrong, inherently wrong, like you are just a wrong person in general, <laughs> or like I, I'm, I'm a burden in some way. If, if either of those places get triggered, I can go into this place of like the whole world is ending and nobody likes me and I don't know what I'm doing. And when I try to come out and share from that place, it's like so vulnerable. Right. And it, and I feel like no one cares. Like that is the true belief is like, nobody gives a shit. And so that, that for me, like has been the place that I am currently trying to find so much compassion for like the shame of like, I need help. And like, can I, can I ask for that help when I think that you don't want to give it to me or like when all my stories are up, right? Yeah. Like, I think, I think that is the place that I know I need support. Sometimes I think I have, I think we all have that place where it's like, I'm the only one in the world that experiences this much fear. I'm <laughs> like, an emotional not, wreck. Not you. <laughs> my fiance is always like, would you fucking stop? Like, stop being so, like, emotional. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I need, you know, I'm not surrounded by a lot of, when you're in a place like Nicaragua and you have all these people you can talk to and say anything to, it's it's incredible. But generally, most of the time in life, you're not. 
And so like, I have like her when she's home and I like try to say something. And then it's like, after a certain amount of time, it's like, stop, sorry. But like, I get what you're saying with putting it out there and like sharing that shame, which I've tried to also press myself to do more often to be extremely authentic in no matter what I'm feeling because people relate. And I've Mm -hmm. learned that it goes back to community again, right? Like if you get a response from community, it can be the most healing thing ever. And you think like, oh, if you get crickets, it's detrimental. But mm-hmm. I have actually learned a lot from things that I share in getting crickets because I realized that even though nobody responded, just by me releasing that into the world, mm-hmm. there were probably people that heard it. Even if nobody heard it, I tried to put it out there. It actually does release that stress from the body, regardless if community responds or not. And I think so many people are afraid of like, oh, nobody's going to care and then it's going to get worse. But in reality, I think it gets better. Do you, what do you, do you, do you feel the same way about that at all? Yeah, absolutely. I find that one way that I do is like writing, writing a lot. I love yeah, that you named that you have your, <laughs> yeah, right. I know that, uh, I love that you said that you have your fiance for support. And I think that that's also been my greatest thing too, is, is my partner, Jeff, he, has been Jeffrey. Expo- yeah, Jeffrey. He has been exponentially one of the greatest gifts to my own. Like, how can I be with this like part of me? He's like, oh, I love you still. I'm like, oh, how? I can't even love me. <laughs> um, but finding finding like that sense of like source is amazing. But then sharing and and you know, it's funny. I've had I've had all the shares where I'm like, I'm so excited and like this is great. Look where I'm in the world. And then there's the harder shares that I've, I've done the more vulnerable, authentic, like authentically vulnerable, if you will. And I found that those actually get more of a response sometimes. And it's like, it's so counterintuitive to they my brain. Do, I'm like, yeah. Right. I'm like, wait, what? Like you like me more when I'm like having the worst time with myself, yeah. like what? <laughs> and so, and, and even when I'm like, okay, like I got one, like, like whatever, I do have that, that healing for myself. <laughs> I'm aiming, aim, able to see like, Oh, okay. Like I was able to release that. It wasn't the end of the world. Like I'm still here. I'm breathing. And then the other part is like, I've had so many people at random times be like, just like, thank you. Like I watched that video you did, or like last night I was at this this gathering and, and a guy that never likes any of my stuff, never comments on any of my stuff was like, you are one of the people I keep on my newsfeed because of how inspired I am by you. And I would never have known that. Like I would have just been like, you know, I, no one cares about me, but because he shared that it, it gave this like extra boost for like, I don't know who's watching. If one person watches great. If nobody watches. Okay. And if a million people watch, hell yeah. Great. Cool too. But at the end of the day, like if I'm doing it for me, like I think that's the best thing we can do. Like I I know from experience, there's so many times where I'm like, I need to impress all these people and I need to be the most valuable person out there. And then I'm like, but for what? Like, what is the re like why? Like I yes, yes, I want to be that source of inspiration. And like if I get down to like the core essence of it, like why am I doing it? For what reason? Like is it because like I want all those likes? Like it's like my own healing. It's my own learning. It's my own wisdom I'm putting out that I also need to hear at times too. You know. And when you teach something or you speak it out into the world, you—that's the process. Like you learn mm-hmm. more about it. Because I write a lot too, 
and nice. generally when I, I mean, that's, that's like my channel is, is writing, which is kind of how the domination deck burst came about. So and brilliant. I, that's my thing. Like I go into a creative space and I, I open up my channel and that's how my stuff comes through. Now for me to take that mm -hmm. and figure out a way to put it into the world vocally, I'm more effective. Um, mm -hmm. Because people like listening to me, but I don't like speaking and I'm trying to like learn to love it. But it's something weird about like people watching that it throws off my channel and I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's gremlins that are parading in there trying to, you know, if it's an illusion, <laughs> if at some point when I get through that, it'll go away and then I'll feel amazing about it. I, I really don't mm -hmm. know, but it's healing either way, just like you said. And I, and I really, I'm attracted to the simplicity of writing. Um, to put a thought on the paper and contemplate it and then turn it into something. Because I think with writing, somebody can read it and interpret it their own way. And I think that's the way that they need to interpret it, right? When you're talking Absolutely. to somebody, you can kind of emphasize with direction or the type of, you know, how high or low your voice gets or whatever it is, mm -hmm. how that person should take it. But if you put a quote on a piece of paper or just like a, you know, like the back, like a burst of motivation or something and give it to like five different mm -hmm. people and ask them to like read it to themselves and then ask them what they thought about it. They're all going to be completely different, right? The way that they interpreted oh. that. And I just think that we all, we, we worry sometimes too much about how we're going to put it into the world. And then those silent people that are watching in the background that are interpreting in it in a completely different way that we would have ever imagined. And then they show up a month later and they're thanking you for it. That is a huge part of the magic of why we create and share. You know what I mean? Like I get a lot of that too with the sweet ass journal with people mm -hmm. that use it all over the world. I'm like, yeah, maybe they haven't left a review on Amazon or, you know, <laughs> left a review on my podcast or sent me an email thanking me. But then randomly out of nowhere, like I'll see like a hashtag sweet ass journal on Instagram and I'll look at it and be like, this person just posted like this amazing thing about the journal mm -hmm. that I didn't even know about and how it's affected their life. Um, right. And that's when you're like, wow, that's incredible. And and I put everything like that onto like a board so that whenever I'm feeling like those gremlins are really having a disco party in my head and giving me a wedgie <laughs> and, you know, peeing all over me and bullying me, I can actually, <laughs> I can actually go to that board and, you know, put them back in their place and be like, yeah, Yo, you guys suck. You're like, you're not real. Yeah. Um, but it's good to have that challenge. And I, I just... That, that's a really good point because I've actually been thinking about that for a while and the way that you said it, like when somebody mm -hmm. silently shows up, it's, yeah, it's, that's, I think that's why, right? I think that's why we don't just shut down and not share for sure. Totally. Yeah. And, and, uh, just listening you talk about, um, talk about people that are silently showing up or making Amazon posts and stuff like that. It, it reminded me of, of how, when we can show up, when I can show up more of myself, like, I don't know what people are thinking. Like people are probably going to interpret me one way. That's great. Or like kind of mediocre or terrible and shitty. And like all those different things, like I'm still showing up one way that I know, and they're all experiencing me a totally different way out there. And so it's like, whether it's writing, whether it's myself, like, I never know the impact I'm going to have. And like, if I don't share, if I don't put myself out there, like I'm reminding myself as I'm talking about this, like if I don't do those things, it's like, I'm kind of robbing people of maybe having some type of inspiration or maybe someone so having true. like, like 
that's like crazy, right? Like if you didn't make these, like, I'm like so obsessed with them, epic <laughs> cards, like then I wouldn't have had the inspiration that I had to do something with my cards, you know, like, or something else. And I have no idea of like all the impact that I'm creating that you're creating, but the more that we're showing up in alignment with our truth, those people will then be like, Oh, maybe I'll show up closer in my truth. And like, that's like the kind of the world, like that sparking wildfire, if you will, that we could, we have the power. We, every single person has the power. The more we are giving of our gifts, the more people get inspired. You know, that right, goes right. on. Like, I want to talk to you about your cards. Or yeah. Your gift and what, you, what, what <laughs> I want to know a lot about them, but like, can you give me, yeah. Can you give me this, this, this rundown of the animal spirit cards and how you're using them and how it's yeah. changed your life over the past oh my gosh. forever? Uh, I lo- I just love that you even just like are asking about them. Um, I'm very curious yes. about them. So a little a little backstory. They while they are called animal spirit cards, I don't know if I would call them like your animal spirit. Like you can interpret them however you want, if you will. How I interpret them is they're essentially kind of like your cards. Like they give me wisdom, guidance, like inner knowing, knowing about things. And so I was given them by Jeff for my birthday in November. They've traveled all around the world with them. I literally, I have tons of different cards that I love, but these are the ones that I will not go anywhere without. Right. Um, and, you know, I have this, this relationship with them at this point where I don't, like some people will like fan out the cards and they'll like hold their hand over and they'll like feel it. Some people are just like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, I'm just going to draw a card. <laughs> some people are like, you do it. How I do it is I actually read the energy in my hands. So like I'll just just separate the card deck and I'll put it aside down and then I'll hold them and I'll put it aside down. And it's like, it's it's kind of like Reiki in a way where I just like feel a, like, I don't know, it can be anything from my hand will like viscerally start shaking to just like a heaviness. It's very subtle, but I'm very tuned to it at this point. And some like sometimes I'll be like, okay, four cards, like three cards, like, just like we'll kind of like read the cards and what they want to reveal. We have a very intimate bond, if you will. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just, I do readings for people that want to come up. Like I actually did a session. Does it have to be in person? Uh, I don't think so. I actually just drew cards before and made a post before this thing. And it was like, there's this card. And then I, I, I drew, <laughs> right. Yeah. I drew this card. And then I also drew a card that was also about, compassion and and career driven and and learning from this deck and i was like okay you know and that and i posted that online and my intention was just like what does the world need to hear today what do i need to hear and i must say it took great courage at the time because i needed the money i was writing i needed to be free creatively We're back. Sorry about that. <laughs> Minor details. Hey, the gremlins—they—they they always give their best jab at me. You have to. You all have to they always have be preparing. <laughs> you have to always be preparing. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, yeah we. Totally. It, it was just weird we that are. we that that card popped up. So I, it's kind of cool that when you drew those two cards, that it kind of worked out together. But I was going to ask you if you could do it through the computer if you could do a reading for me, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything intense, but like, I'm just interested in the, in the process. So. Yeah. 
Like right now? Yeah, right now. Cool. Okay. All right. So I'm going to do a reading for Heath. Have them right here. I've never done one on, over a recording. This, this is, is the first time for everything. Yeah. All right. So separating them into two hands. I'll kind of, I don't know if I can hold them up like this. We've got my... I had Nikki Kirk come on and do a language of of light oh, yeah. thing through the computer, which is pretty fascinating. Okay, so there's two cards, actually. That's cool. All right, so... so is that just, like, intuition, how you do that, or is there a process yeah, behind it? Yeah, that was all intuition. All right, so, drum roll, please. <laughs> okay, you, these are actually really great cards. So, ah, oyster, and, oyster the and the buffalo. Those are nice um, design. Yeah, they're, they're stunning cards. Okay, so the oyster is... A water card, which you can see up here. This is the water element. And then this is Earth. So Earth is more about like material plane, like what's happening in like the physical realm of, of reality. And then water is about emotions and re relationships and um, just like more, yep, flow. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, those are the basic elements of that. So let's start with the oyster. So the oysters. Oyster is all about like um, your your gifts and sharing them. <laughs> oh, wow. See, so, this is this is so weird. So this is actually really cool. I love these two cards for you. So, and it's all about maybe being a little shy. Um, so it says, "Patient secret keeper hiding in their treasures." Oh wow. The focus and determination of the oyster is unmatched, which, like you said, you've been working super hard on these cards. Anything an oyster personality puts their minds to, they can achieve with grace and charm, fighting those gremlins. The only problem is oyster types are often take their inner gifts for granted. They become shy, boom, oh, or man. doubtful. And this can lead to withdrawing or protecting their deepest desires and life's work. When the oyster card appears, it's important to reveal your inner treasures. What have you been hesitant to share? The world is waiting to see. Oh wow! Yeah, and then it and it does this really cool thing where it says, "When in balance, feels blessed, generous, masterful. When out of balance, reluctant, gripping, and clams up." And then to bring into balance, share something. So that could not have been more perfect timing, in my opinion. <laughs> and then this one, I love um, these. The other one is the buffalo. And the buffalo is practical, spiritual, grounded, like otherworldly, all of those things. So it's like being in this plane, but like also higher consciousness. Um, this is actually one of my, like, it is like an all-encompassing wholesome card to me. So grounded yet heavenly, practical yet spiritual. The hooves of the mighty buffalo are grounded in the earth, yet its heart and mind rise towards heaven. The buffalo seeds challenge, hardship, or any bump in the road as an opportunity for upliftment. I think that's pretty much the cards that you made. Um, therefore, the buffalo does not fear death, illness, or misfortune. Its gentle eyes look to the road ahead, trusting every turn. May we all experience this elusive yet life-changing bliss from time to time, and may we allow this card to remind us that life is a precious gift. When in balance, trusting, pure presence. When out of balance, restless, lacks gratitude to bring into balance prayer and bhakti. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> I can see why you take those everywhere. Right? 
But that's so – so, like, the buffalo thing really – the oyster was crazy on point just because of this whole process and how I've really struggled with putting the idea of the cards into the world. Mm. Um, and when I get to the end of something like that creatively, I usually clam up and I get grippy or whatever it is, and I don't wow. want to let go of it and share it. So that's – that's why my stress level over the past like couple of weeks has been so it's like it's coming ready or not I'm I'm determined right but it's still very hard for me to put these out when I was putting in in packages to send to like you and, and a couple other people mm-hmm. I was like I don't know how this is going to react and so when I got your response it was like the it was extremely um I don't know what the word for that is it felt amazing to see how you reacted to them so I appreciate that. But from the Buffalo mm-hmm. point of view, like the grounded, but to the heavens, this is where mm-hmm. it hits for me because I get a lot of, um, adversity from, I get a lot of pushback from people because I am aggressive in my languages. So I do mm-hmm. use cuss words, swear words. And most people don't know that the reason that I do that isn't because I want because I like, I love the the word fuck or, or ass, or, you know, I like talking about buttholes or anything like that. Like it's all fine to me, but I have noticed in myself a gift to channel between the very low frequencies and the high frequencies mm, and be so sort cool. of like the person in the boat that takes you down the channel. And I think that I can, because growing up where I did working with those types of people in construction and now mm-hmm. being on the higher level with my head in the heavens type area, I honestly think that by using that type of language, but also tying it back into affirmations and visualization and habit production, I can take the people that are on those low frequency levels to a level of frequency that they never thought possible because they trust in me in those low levels because I can dictate sort of like they would think in their own heads. And so mm-hmm. when people come and say like, oh, you know, you couldn't, I can't share this. This is just, this is disgusting. Or like, I don't, I'm not a fan of cuss words and things like that. They're just mm-hmm. not getting what I'm doing. I'm trying mm-hmm. to take the people that live in that world and move them to a place to where maybe eventually they grow into some person who doesn't like a cuss word. You know what I mean? Like maybe eventually they become that high of a frequency because mm-hmm. there is a difference there, but I don't know. I feel like that's my place is somewhere in the middle to be able to, to channel that. So the Buffalo thing is kind of cool that you said that because you know, it's right on, right on point also. So, and it's neat. <laughs> I love, I love the, the why that I, it's, I feel the why behind what you're saying. Like I want to help. It seems like all people, like not just the people that are like, Hey, yeah, spiritual enlightenment, let's do it. Let's meditate. Let's whatever stories we have about that space. But Like also the people that are like, I don't like that. Like whatever with that stuff, like it's too woo woo or hippie or whatever. Right. And, and like in that way, like it feels, I can feel the approachableness of you in like any space. And to me, that's way more impactful of a leader, like to, to be able to speak to anyone and, and be like, I've been there. Like I get it. And like, there's other ways of doing this or like, I get it. Like, what's that like to be there, right? And to be able to, like, have that type of um, understanding and being able to be there, like, to me, that's that's the magic. And I, I just, I want to, like, acknowledge you and commend you for, like, being that person. Mm-hmm. And 
and, and staying in that place. Like, I know I, I remember having a conversation with my dad where I was just, he hates when I use profanity. He just like hates it, hates it, hates it. He thinks it's foul. He's like, it's not ladylike. He's just like hates it. And I would, I, I have been really good about not using profanity around him and being like, okay, like this is the world that you want, blah, blah, blah. And finally I was like, you know, dad, like it's a word. And like, it was, I was saying fuck. And he's like, I was like, it's a word. And you know, if you want to make it mean that I'm the worst person in the world and it's not okay to say that, like, that's okay. And like, to me, that's not what it means. And in my world, it's something that's like a self-expression and I don't use it all the time. I use it every now and then. And it, and it, I actually enjoy that word. <laughs> and so, and so he was like, okay, well, I don't like you using it. And we, we started to build this relationship where I was like, okay, like, what are you making that mean? Like, what are you making it mean that I'm saying a word? Right. And I think the more that we can just be like, cool, like that's a cool perspective to have. It's not my perspective, but like, how can I be like seeing the deeper level of like what he cares about? You know, he cares right. about how I'm being viewed, right? He cares about my reputation, stuff like that. And I think like coming back to the audiences that, that, that you're wanting to, to approach and also the people that are maybe like not having a good time with it. It's like, like to them, like, what is it that is triggering the, that person from being like, this isn't okay that we're doing this. Like, when I look at these cards, I see inspiration. I see joy. I see love. I see being able to like lift us away from the places that we all experience, like the shit that we go through, the things that don't feel good. And then on the other side, there's like, hell yeah, like let's celebrate our epicness and our gifts. Right. So like, go you. Uh, That's so cool. I love what you just said there. Cause I was like, one of my heart, one of the hardest things for me is figuring out a way to like market market something or put it out there. And what, what you just said was like, that's pain point. Like that actually relates, right? Mm. For, 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 Cause like, if I use, do you want motivation that doesn't suck? Like that's, that's okay, but it's really not the mm. pain point behind these cards are like my, it's the last year of my life. Like mm. the beginning of last year, 2017 was one of the, probably the hardest time in my entire life to where I was mm -hmm. launching the sweet ass journal, but in the midst of all of that, like I lost both of my dogs unexpectedly to cancer within mm -hmm. two months of each other. I lost my grandfather on the same day as my second dog. And I lost my business and lost like 20 something thousand dollars in a matter of you know just a couple of days. And mm -hmm. I, I started writing the cards. I mean, I, that's when I started writing the cards. It was my way of getting through the process. And so when I sit down and, and over the next year, it was like, okay, I'd have these giant, each one of these cards was really more of like two pages. And then I was like, how do I dumb this down so that it's effective without the fluff? Um, and then how do I use this? Because each one of them had a principle, which basically becomes an affirmation for me. How do I use these? Because when I make something like this, it's like people don't understand. I really use, I use these cards. Like even myself, I'm like, Oh my God, the gremlins are coming. Like they're stomping all over my fucking face. Like giving, you know, like they're shitting <laughs> everywhere. And, I, and I'll pull a card and I'm like, Oh, you know, it's really cool that somehow I, I, I created this. And to be honest, mm -hmm. I don't remember writing or channeling most of that stuff. Wow. You know, you don't, when you create stuff, it's really hard to remember where it came from or why or when, but I remember sitting in, and I remember the process of just like all the different places that I sat all the times that I got my notebook out and wrote down an idea and how it's turned into this. And mm -hmm. 
yeah, it's like super, it's super magical. But the people, I, I honestly think there's a, there's a big need to bring, to bridge the gap between those who do not believe in any of that stuff. Right. No affirmations, no visualization. It's all bullshit. You know, everything's based on like luck, things like that. And then the people who are like way up there, um, because they can be friends, right? We can be friends with each other. It's just, we have to find that common connection. And I think that's kind of why I do this. And the other reason is because yeah. if we can fall off track within a couple seconds with a worldly distraction with an email or a text or an asshole who's screaming at you on the side of the road, like if we can fall off track and lose our focus and get irritated and, and, you know, go down that rabbit hole in, in two seconds or less, why can't we get back on track in two seconds or less? Because it never oh, happens. Right. And so I wanted to create something that mm. wasn't an extensive self-help book or a, you know, a webinar that you have to watch. Like I'm trying to turn my attention to objects that can really turn people's perspective around in under two minutes uh, and get them back on track. And I think by putting these cards all over the place or carrying them with you or whatever it may be, a lot like the animal spirit cards, like that can be a reminder of... Mm -hmm how magical things really are and what you should be working towards because it's not that there's more darkness in the world than light. It's just that we highlight the darkness because there is so much light that it's become so normal and we don't look at it as light anymore. But in reality, mm -hmm. we're surrounded by miracles, right? So yeah. if we start getting things into the world that help remind us of that, then maybe we'll start highlighting the miracles again and we'll forget about the darkness when it tries to sneak in. We'll just be like, oh, well, that doesn't matter because all the miracles are highlighted instead. And I really, and I really want to see the world move to that point. So totally. And, and I see the way that you're doing it is, is actually, I think the most I like it coming back again, like being a leader, just to speak to one demographic of people. Amazing. If you can speak to every demographic of person, like, holy moly, you know, and like, that is where the change happens. Like being able to be like, I think Brené Brown's like an, a, a perfect example. Like she, or she can speak to anyone, you know, like she talks about vulnerability and authenticity and like, how can I be more in touch with like my darkness and my like not feeling like I belong? Like, how can I be there? And I think this is a great example. Like how have you taken all of your shit, essentially like the most painful <laughs> part of your life, that painful year and made it into one of the greatest things ever and I just, I, I'm excited. I'm so excited about the possibility of these cards. Like actually, like, I'm, I think they might be coming with me everywhere too now. Like, I feel really <laughs> good about that statement. Like I brought them, I actually brought them to this, this, this party last night with the animal spirit cards. I was like, even if I don't use them, I have both of them with me because they're just like, I think the biggest thing I get from them is like, I laugh a lot. <laughs> like, and I, I love, I think you, I think I read last night, the one about being a miracle and like, you know, all the, the, the war that the sperms had to take. And like, okay. just like the hilarious, the hilarity of that. I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm reading this. And <laughs> like, Whoa. Yeah. Like, I think we forget how I know I forget all the time, how much of a miracle I am in every moment. I'm like, Whoa, like I like woke up today and like, I have water to drink and like I'm breathing and I can move and I have like, I can, you know, like, like we, I think like you're saying like that in itself is light. Like we are so like, I am so fixated on being like, Oh, how am I going to pay my bills or like whatever. Right. <laughs> and then it's like, Oh my gosh, like I'm a miracle. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. 
And it's like, let's like start to remember those things, you know? Looking at the I, sky. Yeah. We're, I think the, the doing part is so programmed into us and especially in the Western society, like coming back to the conversation about stress, like it's so at our core, like we must do, we must have a job, we must make money. And blah, 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 blah. When is life happening? <laughs> and so it's like, okay, how can I just like be and like appreciate and receive like, whoa, ma- magic around me. Whoa. So yeah, yeah I hear taking you. time for the self because there's just too much of the, I don't have time. I don't have time. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just, it's such an illusion for people because if you don't have mm-hmm. time, then you don't have a life. You know what I mean? Like you're not alive. You have choose time. It. You have to yeah. choose it, right? You have to, you have to be able to make those decisions in every moment to work towards what makes you happier and what brings in more light. And that's where sort of reminders and cool things like the deck and, and talking to people like you come in. And so let's draw a card from, from the domination deck. I want to do, I haven't figured out how to do the, like the zoom to Facebook live thing yet, but I want to do one next week with you if you're around just to draw some cards and talk just quick stuff. But I want you to draw one. Um, I'd love to. Yeah. And then let's just talk about that conversation, the topic for a second, and then we'll, I love it. it down. Okay. I got to get off of here by one. So. Okay. We have, yeah, we have Does that work for you? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. I love it. All right. So do you have any intention behind what you want me to draw? No, just fill it out. Fill out the vibes. Okay. They're all, they're all good talking. It'll be perfect. Whatever it is. I I like, um, I like that I can hold them either way. Like these ones, the back is like this, but I'm like, I'll just close my eyes. Like, what happens now? Okay, I got two. Dang, right. you're 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 deuce deuce. It, the twos are happening today. That's my universal number. Oh number. my god, That's this why. is so funny. Holly and I are twin flame two twosies. Did you know that? I know. Yeah. I love it. So I love it. It's funny it. that you got two cards both times because that's 22 and that's my thing. 22. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. What do you think they're about? What do I think? Yeah. Just like throw out an intuition. Um, <laughs> that's really funny. I don't, I don't know. Overcoming adversity maybe. Cool. Okay. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So, nice. So hilarious. We're like literally just talking about the miracle of life and time. So this one says every day I wake is a bonus round to enjoy this miraculous existence. I live every moment. Like it's my last. Do you want to hear the story behind that part? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was, so I woke up like garage floor, nosebleed, bottle of liquor, car was running in the front yard, no recollection of the last like 13 hours of whatever the hell happened in my life back in 2014. And in that miserable, like rock bottom, low hangover type of atmosphere, um, I really was getting these, and believe me, like I'm not going to go into the whole story about the entities that have intervened and things like that because Jared and Gaza, one of the episodes I did earlier on this, you can hear most about that. And then Jules was actually closure to that because she brought me back to the entity again, which is very weird. Um, wow. But in that time frame, I had this kind of reposition of like, I need to start making changes. So when I was sitting on the cusp of like, what am I going to do? 
I'm very shy. I'm very vulnerable. I have really no skills other than like construction. And I know how to do a little, you know, I've made, made music since I was in high school. So I was like, I have a microphone. I could do something audio wise. And I discovered the podcasting app and through a series of events with, I just listened to one episode who connected me to a girl named Amber Vilhauer, who's incredible. And she introduced me to Hal Elrod from the miracle morning. And then also Paul Kemp and Hal taught me how to do the miracle morning, which was incredible. And you know, he's, he's got a movie coming out now, which is insane. Um, that changed everything. But then also, uh, the other guy was like, you got to start a podcast. So when I started the podcast, I was like, I don't know anybody who's going to want to come on this. And like, I had an, I had an old podcast called the artsy now show where I interviewed creatives and, my goal was I'm going to interview all these people doing successful things around the world in a creative industry and see what they're doing that makes them different from what I'm doing and then see if I can adopt those habits into my life and make changes. Well, sitting here now, it's obvious how powerful that was. But the mm -hmm. very first person that I reached out to that I was scared to reach out to that wasn't just a friend was this guy on Twitter. And I was like, he was a Hollywood director. He had won the New York International Film Festival. And I was like, this is going to be crazy. I'll just, you know, I'm shy. I can't like video message. I'll just send him a Twitter message and see if he wants to come on my podcast and tell him what I'm working towards. Of course he said yes. And I'm like, Oh my God, like now I actually have to do the podcast because wow. if I don't, then I look like a coward and I feel like shit. So I brought him on and his name is Surab Mirmont and he's still a very successful director. Um, and the quote that he told me in that episode that he had been living by was every day is a bonus round, slow down and enjoy something beautiful. And I wrote it on my wall at that point, and I never forgot mm. it. I've thought about that every single day. So that particular card has been wow. probably one of the very first ideas of my transformation ever. So, yeah. That's so what beautiful. does the back say? It says, you did not wake up to simply exist. This is your one life. And it is a sum total of every moment you've ever experienced. Yesterday, you may have been hit by a missile of fuckery so huge that your motivation was completely wiped from the universe. Yesterday is gone. Each second that you breathe is a bonus round to develop more excitement, adventure, and purpose in your life. Slow down and enjoy something beautiful. There it is. Not everyone has made it as far as you. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I sent, so awesome. I sent him a deck also, and he was, yes. about, he was talking about how, how awesome it was to see such like – like you said earlier – you never know what one thing is going to affect in somebody else's life. The smallest yeah, things thanks. like that. He had no idea when he said that to me, what it would end up being like an anchor in my life for, for things. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We all, I think that that thing in itself, like I think we forget so often that we're even in the tiniest things we're doing, we're impacting each other. Like there's a way that your cards or you in itself, like you as a being are, is impacting me and I'm impacting you. And right. like, yeah, we're on a podcast. Great. But like, that's happening in every single moment. Like someone walks past you a certain way, you're kind of impacted or someone smiles at you. You're impacted. Like we have such a profound way of being as humans that I think we just like gloss over. And so that's like the, like, Oh, whoa, what happened there? I, that impacted me. This is how it impacted me. Whoa, cool. That, <laughs> totally blows my mind. That's like, that's like the juice that I get from this, the work that I do. Um, but then the other one, just so we get it, because I think this is like the one, um, other than that one, my life is a blast of growing opportunity because I never stop raging, rage creating. <laughs> and the back says, file your fears into the fuck it cabinet and show up to meet your muse. Opportunity 
is the direct result of creation. If you continue to create, you will continue to bring opportunity to your life. No matter how hard it feels or how foggy your star quest looks, keep exploring the route. You may only be able to see what's directly in front of you, but you can still reach the stars that way. A dance with the creative universe awaits. Uh, Very cool. And here we are. Yeah, I got blasting that. Blasting off in our creating. I was driving my car one night and it was super foggy and I could barely see it in front of the car. And I was like, I just got this thought. Like, it's very interesting that I have no idea. Like I cannot see where I'm going at all, but I can see right in front of me. And if I keep Mm -hmm. looking at what's in front of me, I'm eventually going to get to where I'm going. And that's kind of where the idea for that came. So that's cool to bring these out because then it triggers a memory of like why I wrote this particular card. I know. I feel like, I feel like we should do this more. Like I'll draw some cards. You can tell the story. This is how (laughs) we can share all of these. Like, I love the story. I I love knowing the why behind your cards. Weird. (laughs) I know it's, it is interesting, huh? It's funny. Like my, my, I have the rough draft of my new book done Mm. and well, it's, it's almost done, but essentially mostly it's, Essentially, mostly that's kind of a redundant, redundant <laughs> phrase. Um, but they're they're basically the bigger versions of the cards, right? Oh, extended. Epic. Some of them have the stories. Some of them have uh, extended philosophy or whatever you want to call it. And it's called Sweet Ass Book. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to get that out here in the next couple months. And then, where can people find you online, Amelia? Right now, they can find me on Facebook, primarily doing my videos. Right now, I'm also starting to, thank you. I'm also starting to create um, a YouTube channel, which is where I'm going to put all the juice. I'm doing that too. Right? That I'm just like, You want to mentor me? (laughs) Yeah, I'm learning too. If anyone wants to teach both of us, we're right here. Um, But yeah, so I'm going to be doing that. Create I'm almost finished with my websites and uh and other than that, like just drop me a line. You know, I I just I love connecting with people. I love being able to share this relational work. So those are the opportunities that I I really, really love helping. Um, it's, it's no no accident spaces. that your last name is can be brought spelled on. as brought on. <laughs> yeah. Is it yeah. actually pronounced brought on? Or brought yeah, Broughton. Broughton? Broughton. Cool, yeah. So not like Broughton. So that actually really is funny that the accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah brought on yeah i i've had people be like oh it's already been brought in yeah like that's a that's a thing people say out there in the world <laughs> fire all right one last thing i want you to ask me something that you think would make me uncomfortable Ooh. something i think it would make you uncomfortable uh yeah you do a lot of these questions so i don't think it'd be too difficult for you to come up with i want to do one intuitively um, that's a hard question because I feel like you write so many uncomfortable things. Yeah, but on the spot's different, so okay, I okay. Can't edit, you know. When when you're in your state of like super shyness, and um, there's like a super attractive person around, like what are some of the thoughts that are running through your head? <laughs> Oh man, you know it's weird when you come across people that you're super attracted to because like it takes over. You're just like, I don't know what's going on here. Like it's just like polarity. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. There's something magical about that energy because mm. 
if you don't explore it, you can then use it for something else, like creating. I think that's why some people like Gregorio, who is like completely absent from sex for a couple of years now or something like you look where his energy yeah. goes it's like how is this possible um, i think that it it's just a reminder of how easy it is to feel alive if we're looking for mm -hmm. it to me you know what i mean as shy the, as i am i'm also thinking shyness? like well just the attraction thing but the shyness yeah. i'm probably like there's no way in hell i could talk to that person <laughs> like and like in that no way, in that no way that I can talk to that person, is it like they're too good for me or like I don't know how to talk to them because they're like too I'm smart in, for me or like what's yeah, the I'm, I've I'm afraid of like I won't get the right words and then I'll look stupid because that's generally what happens to me. Mm -hmm. And that's been the problem my whole life though. Like even when I played sports as a kid, I was like non-aggressive because – I was afraid that if I tried with my aggression, it's not that I wasn't skilled or talented, that, that it would like fumble and people would look at me weird. So I've mm -hmm. said some things in public where I'm like, why that made no sense. That? But like, it happens to me all the time now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just getting over that, but like, it never goes away. You know, people, those struggles, they don't go away. You just have to keep pushing against them. And then maybe you get to a point where you can ignore them. And I think mm -hmm. my shyness is really about that. It's just, I'm afraid of what I'm trying to think isn't going to come out right, I guess. And, mm -hmm. and then people are going to look at me weird. But at the same time, I don't really care how people look at me. So it's just funny, like, how in that moment I do. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, that's what's <laughs> happening. It keeps you from connecting with people potentially because you're shy. But then there's like, I don't give a fuck anyway. So, like, why don't I just do it? I, yeah. If, if I can make that connection, then it doesn't matter and I go through with it. You know what I mean? So... But generally, cool. it's hard to make that connection for me. Mm. Um, yeah. So, how is that the on witness. the discomfort channel or level? I'm in in public. I generally have a hard time talking with people I don't know. Um, uh. If I have to go to a dinner with a bunch of strangers, like I would rather not. You know, like I'd, I'm the person who sits there. <laughs> yeah. I, I do a lot of listening. Uh -huh. And I like to listen, but oftentimes I find it's just like, I don't want to talk because the levels of conversation are so low. Not that I'm better than them, but it's like stuff that I'm not interested in. So a lot of times I'll get like somebody mm. that says, are you listening to anything we're saying? Are you, are you just like up in la la land? And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of listening to what uh -huh. you're saying, but it's not important to me. So I'm thinking of something else in la la land. Yes. And I don't want to feel like an asshole for that, but it's just, that's the level that I'm at internally. Um, and I think it's, yeah, I think it's had a negative effect on the way that I can converse with people in public, mm -hmm. but it's something I need to get better at, um, trying but to I understand. A, I have a invitation for you. Are you open? Yeah. So my invitation is if you're in a conversation where you're like doing that la la land thing, reveal that to the people oh, okay. be like, I noticed I'm in La La Land right now and I really want to talk about this. And then you can level up. That's a good idea because then you can bring the conversation into, mm -hmm. yeah. Like mm. that's that's a that's a revealing of your internal world, which is kind of vulnerable potentially. And it's an ownership of like what's happening for you in being with them. So it's like an attention of the we space and your relationship with them. And then it's also following your desire to change what's happening. Right. And to see if they'd be interested, like, hey, I'm noticing I really want to have a conversation about this. What would that be like? 
are you guys enrolled? So just an invitation. Create the conversations you want out in the world. This Amazing. is awesome. You have to go. It's one. I have so to go. it always we goes so much better that. than I than I imagined. Yeah, definitely. One hundred percent. You're in Boulder? I'm in Denver right now. Denver. So yeah, yeah, and, I'm getting uh, married in in Lyons. Really? Yeah, in September. Wait, but you don't live in Colorado. Why are no. you getting married in Lyons? It's just where we're getting married. <laughs> Very cool. It's beautiful out yeah. here. Really yeah. beautiful. I know. Wow. And cool. so yeah, September. I don't know if, where you'll be in the world, but if you're there, come party. It's really loose and goosey. It's an outdoor wedding, so that's amazing. And yeah, hopefully we can cross paths before then, for sure. I would really like that. I mean, I'll talk yeah. to you online, sure, but in person it would be even more awesome. So I'll ask you the uncomfortable questions that may be more uncomfortable in person, I'm imagining. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like doing that stuff, though. It's a mental development. So, Amelia, yeah. thank you so much. I'm going to put this up probably today or tomorrow on the podcast, and then. Um, cool. I'll probably just throw this video online if you want. I don't, yeah, my do it. hard drive just said it filled up. So if I can get it cleared up, I'll throw the video up, but the podcast will definitely go up. Um, and then next week, yeah, we should do a, we should do a it's Facebook live and chat. Yeah. Any ideas you have for like, I know I have to go right now, but like over the next couple of days, this thing launches on Tuesday. So if you have any ideas for. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do whatever you need to help. These cards are like, I'm really, really excited for you. And I just, I can feel the like, like I know when things are going to be successful and I can just like feel it when I hold the cards. <laughs> well, thank you. Like, I, and I, don't I can't that feel way. that. <laughs> I can't feel it, but you know, it's yeah. because I'm stuck in creation. Like I'm really thinking about my next two things that I want to make. I'm putting these types of affirmations on toilet paper. So it's going to be called sweet ass toilet paper so that, Oh my God. Wow. You're doing it big. Well, I want to be able to turn ordinary household items that people forget about in life into reminders of what they should be working towards. So I want to put these like types of affirmations and messages on random things like salt shakers and bathroom scales and and everything. So books, journals, I should send you pencils. I should send you one of my journals. Um, but yeah, cool. All right. Sweet ass pencils. Okay. Yeah. I'm head I'm heading out anyways. My wife, like, my wife, I went weird. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Love, thank, like, thank for you sure. for putting yourself out in the world. Like you go do that. Oh, thank I'm, you. I'm stoked for you. It's You're a doing the same thing. <laughs> We're doing it together. Yeah. Cool. cool. All right, Amelia. Have oh, fun. Bye. See ya. May the magic be with you. Thank thank you. This is awesome. I'll I'll see you soon. There's a place called space and it's got the magic. There's a place called space and it's got the balls. There's a place called space and it's got the passion. There's a place called space where we can smash the walls. There's a place called space where we'll face fuck conformity and the chatter of incompetence is slaughtered at birth. In this place called space, we'll build a factory of smiles that will assemble with our minds and sell to earth. Well, hey there. This is Todd. I've been waiting this whole episode just to get a little shot at talking to you. Um, 
If you go to RageCreate.com, you can check out the Sweet Ass Domination deck, which is launching on Kickstarter on Tuesday at, well, if you're on the early bird secret list, you'll get a secret time to your email, which you can sign up for before May 15th at RageCreate.com. But publicly, this is launching at 9.30 Pacific Time on Kickstarter on Tuesday. So be there, be square, well, you know, put your nipple clips on, get your bondage material out, fill your bathtub up with baby oil, and, and get ready to join the party because it's going to be kinky. It's going to be real kinky. For all the show notes, heatharmstrong.com forward slash podcast. This podcast is now available on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and TuneIn. Please do share it with your family and friends if you think it's important and magical so that we can touch people and open them up. Not touch them in a, in, you know, not touch them in like a, a sexual way because that would be preposterous. But touch them in a way that opens up their heart and allows them to discover the world. We want people to become their highest self so that we can hang out with them on this high plane. This freedom empire needs some more warriors, and we're glad that you're here, but you should bring some others in as well. To enter the giveaway to win the free original copy of the Sweet Ass Domination deck, please go to heatharmstrong.com forward slash giveaway. If you want to leave us a review on iTunes, Heath will donate $2 to every single review that is left to the Help International Foundation that he's working with in Uganda for the little babies. Um, for every $30 that we raise per month, it gets it gets the little babies' beds. Their families get fed. And it's an incredible thing um, once you've been there and then you actually see it. It's something that will actually move your heart. And, and he really appreciates that kind of support. And if you want to leave a comment or a message for the show, or you have a question, or you just want to send Heath some hate mail and tell him how much you fucking hate him, Go to heatharpshun.com forward slash voice, and he's looking forward to that as well. So send all the hate over. I'll play it on the show as well. I love that shit, and Heath will love it too. I think that's all for now, folks. Uh, get ready for the launch of the Sweet Ass Domination deck because your sweet ass can use a little motivation, and I'll talk to you soon. Ta-ta, toots. Ta-ta, toots.